record. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Greetings and welcome in on a Wednesday morning, January 25th, twenty. 23. Good to have you with us as we get ready for another day of LNK Today with Jack and Friends. I'm Jack Mitchell. Uh, Mark Vale is in the KLIN newsroom. We've got Caleb Henry and Matt McMaster in studio with us today. Starting your morning out at 27 degrees, right about where we'll, uh, almost where we'll top out for the day. Uh, not a whole lot warmer than this. Another nice, cloudy, dreary day here you here for you in uh, January. Wind up a little bit, too. So Just wait till this afternoon. That. Yeah. Um, Winds well, could go 25 to 35 gusts. So yeah. that'll put, at that uh, mid-20s, that'll put wind chills well into the low single digits. You need to get the dog walk done earlier rather than later today uh i mean one one bit of good news friday's looking really nice mid 40s here before we begin our uh our cool down here on sunday uh sunday uh monday tuesday uh and then thursday friday i'll have highs in the teens but uh so a little bit a little bit more of this uh normal maybe slightly above normal temperatures here for four days before we got another cold wave coming in no significant snows right now in that forecast so. slight chance on saturday Okay. But mainly to the north of us, according to Rusty Dawkins. All right. Uh, we got a good show for you today on a Wednesday morning. Wednesday means it's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide. Wednesday, this is, uh, this is the segment where you've got multiple ways to communicate with us via text, via our Facebook page, uh, via a phone call at the 710 segment, uh, and just telling us, hey, is there, there a little thing that comes up during the course of your day or days? And it's just annoying. It just drives you nuts. But it may be somewhat uh, a de minimis thing, as we say in the legal field. Not a huge thing, but it does feel better to tell someone and maybe discuss it a little bit. That's what we provide for you. You go away feeling happier, lighter, and more ready to tackle your day. It's public service for the city of Lincoln. So you can text in right now, the Rickstown Recognition text line with yours, 402-479-1400. I, do that, I did that thing that I do once every two months or so where I did not get the Facebook post posted in time, and so we had a late Facebook post. If you're looking for it yesterday, it is now up this morning, so let's fill that thing up between now and 710 with the things that are chapping your hide today, facebook.com slash LNK today. Uh, guests today also include uh, Officer Chad. We'll ch- talk with a cop coming up just before 7 o'clock. And then during the 8 o'clock hour, we'll have Mary Leary and Gaylor Bear joining us for her monthly visit. And John Bishop will join us to talk what's going on in the uh, Husker world and in the city of Lincoln as well. So that's the menu for today. Uh, Mark, I, I woke up to push alerts about a traffic stop in north northwest Lincoln uh, that involved authorities finding uh, what appears to be a bomb or bombs. Well, what they're calling, they're actually calling them homemade explosive devices. Okay, uh, it sounds it, like it, a bomb to me. But well, regardless. I know, but what yeah, it happened about 1 o'clock. It was a traffic stop northwest 7th and Cornhusker. And the uh, officer got the suspicious, found some, did a search of the vehicle, uh, found some uh, illegal substances, and then what he believed to be homemade explosive devices called in the LFR bomb technicians. They confirmed they were. 
Uh, they, uh, of course, shut down the area, uh, removed the devices, destroyed them in a controlled detonation. Two people are in custody. Cornhusker is now back open. Uh, Northwest 7th may still be closed uh, for a little while while they continue that investigation. So okay. No injuries, but two people are in custody. Got to wonder what the heck were they, uh, whoever was behind all this, going to do with those things. Uh, uh, that's, uh, uh, glad that glad that our authorities were able to de- diffuse, no pun intended, diffuse the situation um, and, and anything that could have been the destination for, for those things. It could have done a lot of yep. damage, so. Yep. I don't know. I don't know how big they were. Uh, that all that information is being withheld, you know, as they continue their investigation. But I'm sure we'll we'll learn more as uh, the day either later today when uh, Lincoln Police briefing or uh, when LFR gives us a briefing because uh, pretty unusual to have the bomb technicians uh, called out by. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Uh, but good work there by uh, by police and LFR on this one too. But for those of you that are wondering, Cornhusker is open. It was opened uh, between four thirty and five, I believe. Okay, all right. Uh, and then we've got uh, we have boy. Remember, remember a while ago, guys, when uh, every every Tuesday we were spending time talking about what was happening with the COVID risk dial, and it would always happen on a Wednesday, and it was all over what chaps you had Wednesday, mm-hmm. and all the uh, those days seemed to be luckily sort of fading away to some degree. It's uh, been in the background, but I bring it up today. I I only bring it up today. Because uh, good news on this, Lincoln Lancaster Health Department has decided that numbers are down enough that for the first time in quite some time, they're uh, they're ticking the thing down a notch to low yellow mm. on the COVID risk dial. They've, they've had it's two weeks in a row it's dropped. Consistent drop in cases down to 152 during the last week. Uh, rolling average of hospitalizations down from 40 to 35. The wastewater analysis is showing a decrease in what they had seen before as well. And so um, it looks like a weird time of year. You know, you, you kind of expect a, the winter surge always is, is what you hear about, but uh, you're not seeing that right now in January 2020. And we did not so. see a holiday spike either. And that no. that was a, a pretty big concern following uh, Christmas and New Year's. So, so uh, good news, good news there. And hopefully this continues to be uh, less and less of an issue as it is now. And uh, just uh, thank goodness this is not something that is involving our, you know, that is just necessitated being talking about, being talked about every single day like we had for so very long. So that is good news there. Uh, Mark, what else we got in the headlines? Well, Those are the two couple, things I had on A couple things in the legislature. One, uh, Lincoln Senator Bo Ballard introduced uh, uh, some legislation that would uh, put some more uh, formulas in for pet insurance as it's a widely available product but not a lot of regulation so so regulate the market so interestingly enough this is this is fascinating timing because we are two weeks away two weeks from my uh dog digging through my son's basketball bag and finding his asthma inhaler and uh getting a nice little puncture in that thing and it turns out who knew that your dog eating a bunch of albuterol asthma medication not a healthy thing 
evidently. Not made for canines? I guess I, I, I presumed that, but I was able to confirm it 100%. And, and if any of you have ever had asthma or especially had a child uh, who you had to give albuterol to, we grew up, my son grew up as a toddler having to have the breathing treatments mm-hmm. constantly with the M- mask Millie's over his face. Millie's had that and the uh, budesonide. Yeah, and, and the albuterol ones would make him, I mean, would make him psycho. For the most part, I mean, he would he was he was two years old and we would be worried he was going to injure himself because he would climb up on couches and jump off of those things. And it's a hit. Turns out with a dog, uh, they they basically get their heart rate going so fast that that can do some serious damage, uh, trembling, those sorts of things. So uh, long story short, a little while back, we ended up in the doggy emergency room and Something that we needed to do, obviously, to make sure he was okay. But the whole time, you know, I was thinking, number one, I hope he's okay. Number two, I can't imagine what this is going to cost. Right. Yeah. I can't. Now, it honestly, it was not, it was bad, but it was not as bad as I thought it might be. And I had the conversation with my wife at that time. Um, and I was like, do they have? Dog health insurance? <laughs> uh, they do. Do they have? Do, like, yeah. is that how smart of a thing would that be to invest in? Given that we are now dog owners, and so we looked, we looked into some of it. We didn't do anything, but it's interesting just the timing where this came up, and they're talking about. Now I don't know exactly. I don't know if no, the details about Senator Ballard's bill and how this would change whatever exists right now that's available I, in the think, state of Nebraska. I think it has to do with the payments, uh, not to the company, but the the payments out for the services. Okay. They're, they're a little uh, less than probably should be, okay. according to what I'm understanding anyway. All right. And then another uh, bill, 132. Yeah. This one's right up your alley, too. Okay. Uh, state Senator John Cavanaugh was uh, one of the people that sent that through. That's the Automatic Renewal Limitation Act. Oh, subscriptions. You Ooh. would have to be a little more, uh, they'd have to be a little more, um, forthcoming in the automatic renewals with notifications, and they would have to make it a lot easier to unsubscribe. That would be oh. nice. Especially because there's so many of these that you subscribe to just on, on a browser or in an app. But in order to unsubscribe, you, you have, have, to, have call. to call. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have to call. I, um, I had that experience. I decided to make a change. I'm not going to say the companies, but I think in your head, you can probably figure out what they are. It's a change that a lot of people have made. I changed internet providers about two months ago Mm -hmm. and, of course, went online. Where I can change all my service online, right? I can. But you can. You, you, you were using can, their service can, to I go can, online to try to cancel I can their add, service. I can add a landline, thank goodness, to mm. to my service via the internet. I can, you know, d- subscribe to cable, do do all these things. There's no there's no link to just say, okay, I want to stop after after this one. You've got to call, and then when you call. I, I, I couldn't believe this. So I caught, well, I really could believe it, but I got the, the customer service rep on the line. I said, you know, I want to, want to cancel here. Okay. Uh, you know, what, why could you mind asking me why, you know, why you're doing that? And I said, well, we just, you know, we had, had enough, enough issues that we wanted to, wanted to try something different here at this point. And 
and then started asking me some of the details about my issues and I I said, you know, kind of what was happening. We had had trouble even doing things when we were wired like Zooms and my wife and I both have Zoom meetings that we're doing at home and and things that take up a lot of a lot of bandwidth and it wasn't something that we could, you know, I record podcasts on on Zoom from home and those sorts of things. And and so she said, "Well, well, did you ever did you ever contact us to tell us about these problems?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I think I had in the past." And she said, Oh, well, that's interesting. I look back and I don't see any calls, uh, any service calls from you here over the last 18 months. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I can't remember. I thought I did, but maybe I didn't. She said, well, you know, you know, we can't make your service better unless you let us know that there are problems. <laughs> and I was like, I believe that's called solid gaslighting. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You, 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 you've got to be, because you know what happens is, I'm on a call. I'm doing something important. It's screwing up at that time. I need it fixed at that moment. And yeah, I'm sure if I called them at that moment, I'm going to get a solution there in that 30 <laughs> seconds. And it happens It'll over be, and over it again. It won't be like 30 every, seconds before you talk to like anybody. Now. Everybody knows what that go like. What that is probably going to go like. And and then by the time it was over i had figured something else out and and i just continued to say i'm tired of these problems i'm tired of them coming up at all but she made me feel terrible for not she was like a few times she she went back to that whole thing like just in the future you know when services are a problem for you they're never going to be fixed unless you notify someone and i was like i was like i know you have to do this i want to change I am able to change. It is within my rights. Please cancel my service. I was so annoyed with that. that like, if you thought that, if you thought that was going to bring me back, yeah. Just in case like, you went into the phone call going, maybe they'll convince me with something. Make me feel like a jerk because <laughs> I didn't use their their customer service, which I know how it would have gone. I, I mean, I absolutely know. Well, have you tried restarting your machine? Yes. What an- I'm not, and, and it's not like I don't know uh, how these things. Like I'm computer illiterate either, as well. And and so, t- listen, I'm sorry I didn't call, but you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for a service. I don't have to call, okay? And you're not that. You're not that. That's bottom line, and that's eventually what my tone became at the end of the whole thing. It was like 15 minute call. I love how this is simultaneously an early yet delayed chap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it really is. And then uh and and then there's a uh there's a car wash in town. Okay? Where you 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 don't there's no online sign. O- only one? There's <laughs> there's one of several, and again won't say the name. But this is one where when you go like you go there to get a car wash and they try and sell you on the subscription, right? Right, right. I just go through and I want and I fell into the trap, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I might come back here. I might, I might use this." So they sign you up for it there, with with you know a card at that point. And after a while, you see it keeps appearing on your your bank statement. And after a while, I was like, "Okay, I'm this is this is enough." But to cancel it, you've got to go back there and like wait in the car wash line. You can't call. There's nothing online. You can't email them, and you've got to go through it. And then they told me, they're they like, well, I think we found it. All right, we'll get that canceled. And it didn't get canceled. 
And it it went on and kept going, and I went back again, and I said, "This isn't canceled. I need a." Well, it was probably they probably sent you the cancellation in an email that didn't get in because your ISP provider. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. I came so back you didn't a few months later, and I was like, "I thought this was canceled. It's not. You've billed me all these months, and and one and you billed me twice at some point. They're like, okay, let me get your name and number. I'm going to give it to my manager." I did. I never heard from the manager. Did the whole thing again. Never heard from the manager. Um, did the charges and, stop? And so I've so yeah, they all did. But we so this is a long, ridiculous story, and I'm sure part of it is our our own fault. But we also had it on on my wife's card for her car, and we didn't know which one it was through which card it was billing, and they couldn't figure it out, and they couldn't tell us. And and finally, the way it ended a few months ago is my wife lost lost her uh, her credit card. Um, and, <laughs> and so she had to get a new credit card, new number yeah. or debit card, I guess it was. And so it started, it kept billing them and it's getting a zero from us right there on that. Yep. So that's, that was the, that was the final way that I could get this thing in. You just got to change cards. Yes. I've got to change my entire identity. <laughs> Well, just leave so your that wallet the out. car wash doesn't keep billing me. Well, just leave your wallet out so Reggie can get at it. Yeah, he, that's true. That's yeah. that's that's uh, kind of what well, I have done. I've been through that already too. I, know I, have you new, have. I have a new driver's license. I have a new credit card. See, gotten all these. All Reggie's these new taking things. care of you. That's called making the entire segment come full circle, Mark. Good yes, job. Yes, exactly. Those that's exactly exactly right. So anyway, long story short, I'm fascinated with what that uh what that yeah, bill, it'll be interesting uh, to see what it, it ends up uh, being. I'm sure there'll be some amendments to it. So Yes. Um all right. So oh yeah, the other one that I hear is people have a nightmare with, which I haven't done this, for those who have satellite radio. Uh, good news about terrestrial over the air radio, you don't have to have a membership. Yeah. But I've heard when people try and cancel satellite radio, it is a nightmare. Here's I've the, never done this. Here's the thing. I've gone through. I hope there's nobody that works at any of these places listening right now. But I always go in and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to cancel. And it's for it can be for a number of reasons. Sometimes it's like, oh, I just want to save some money. They're like, hey, how's about this? For the next right. six months, we're going to charge you a penny. And I go, you know what? I'll stick around. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's another strategy, is just going in and prepare to get the deal. Yeah, but, but, what you gotta, but, but if they don't give me the deal, I'm like, I'm fine going without if this. You, if you take the deal, put a note in your calendar on your phone oh, uh, yes. to, to alert you a month I, before. Those are like the only things I put yes. in my calendar. I just, did that, I just did that yesterday. I got a one of those one-month subscription to watch LPS athletic events on the new system that they've got mm-hmm. and i realized i was like okay i'm paying an 18 dollars subscription for a month of <laughs> watching games and the first thing i did i put a calendar the th- each of the three days before it expires yeah reminding me to cancel the thing yeah hopefully that'll be easy oh. all right so you're in a cancel culture huh? yeah can- that's Whoa. right it's a new type yeah. of cancel culture 626 all right we'll take a uh, take a break know about more about the spring game and basketball tonight caleb got all the latest coming up next klin Love KLIN? Tell us why with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Glad to have you with us. Wednesday morning, January 25th, 2023. Uh, we got 27 degrees in the capital city. Two days away from request line Friday. It is whatever you want this week. We already have some requests that have come in. I saw on the text line. And so if uh, if you want to put in a song that you might like to hear Friday morning, that it's going to get you in the right mindset, whatever that is, for this weekend and be a part of the biggest variety of music on any radio station in America you can do that. You can be part of history, essentially, by sending in a request right now to the Rickstein Recognition text line. Any song that is fit to play on the radio, you can request for Request Line Friday. And we have some fun on Fridays throughout the course of the show. We'll play a little music uh, with your request, like old-timey radio used to. And uh, <laughs> humans selecting the songs. Uh, getting the songs in, responding to your texts, and you are actually making the playlists yourselves. We are your jukebox. We are your jukebox on Friday mornings, and uh, we have a good time with that. So, anyway, just a uh, just a heads up there. All right, sound off time, guys. We got another person with classified documents. Ooh, another one. You get some classified documents. You get some classified documents. You get some classified documents. Shorter list. Who doesn't have the classified documents? Next up. Are there any classified documents left in the skiffs at this point? Like you go in there and you're like, okay, I'm going to read about this secret coup attempt uh, in in Eastern Europe. And let's see what happened. And you open up the, I don't know how that would open up the cabinet the in the skiff. Cabinet. Is there a cabinet in the skiff, or do they have an attendant there, and you're like, like at a library? I can't find it because in skiff, it's in someone's apartment to, in Pennsylvania. You, you go in there, you got to put your phone in the in the box or something, and take <laughs> your shoes off probably, and you go there to the skiff attendant. This is how I imagine it working. Mm-hmm. And you're oh, like, for sure. Yeah, I'd like the uh, I'd like the 1988 coup papers from uh, Erythrania, and um, and they'd be like, you know what, we had these here. I could have swore I saw them when I was just doing some sprucing up a couple of months ago, but I don't know what they're going. You know, come to think of it, these file cabinets are all empty. <laughs> We're going to have to shut down this skiff. We've got no product for anybody anymore at this point. That's definitely how it goes, by the way. Oh, for sure. Anybody who's had a high security clearance will tell you that's exactly what skiffs are like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes, now Mike Fence has... Uh, has contacted authorities and said, you know what? We found some boxes of classified informations, information at my home in Indiana. Yeah. A search of former Vice President Mike Pence's Indiana home found a small number of potentially classified documents in two small boxes, according to a letter from attorneys for Pence. The documents were collected at Pence's home by the FBI after Pence's team notified the National Archives of the discovery last week. Following revelations of classified material at the home and a former office of President Biden dating back to his time as Vice President, Pence directed his attorneys to review records stored in his home in the office of his political advocacy group at the White House. Jared Halpern, Fox News. Every time someone thinks they get political checkmate in this story, my, how the turntables, as Michael Scott on The Office said, it just flips. Who's the next Democrat? 
because that's next in this whole thing. Pelosi. If we're alternating, Pelosi, they're definitely finding definitely finding right? some there. That's next. Everybody's got them. Or do you just have to automatically go through and tell every living past president we're checking your home? What if they just had a classified documents amnesty day? Oh, like a like, like they a, do with like guns with the gun and, program? and like drug paraphernalia and that sort of thing. Just like, all right, this first week of February, no questions asked. Right, you just come, bring it on your way to Congress, bring it on your way to uh, your day of work as the vice president or whatever, and just set it on the table. No questions asked in this whole thing, and we'll build up the library at the skiff again. You have all these high level politicians lined up with their own boxes, and they're like, Sasha in accounting, what were you taking? Never mind, it's amnesty for this. Uh, yeah, I've got some to turn in, um, and actually I've got more in a U-Haul out back. It's it's pretty much full. <laughs> pretty much full. Oh, and geez. actually one, my, my, my granddaughter had taken to school because she did a history report on it. So we've got to get that one from the school. Really but. in-depth details on the Congo. Uh, public didn't need to know, but oh that exam gosh. did. Maybe we need, maybe we need something, uh, something that is just a sort of a reconfirmation to our elected officials, just to confirm that hey, this is important, okay? And so we're going to need you to take some extra care, not to a obviously intentionally do this, but b accidentally do this without having kind of a the standard of care that should typically go along with super top secret information. Taking home classified documents is bad, okay? Yeah. <sighs> all right. Great job, everyone. Really good. <laughs> all, all around. <laughs> Democrats, Republicans, you guys did a great job with that. Super duper, Washington. Uh, talk about the ultimate both sides whataboutism story ever. It like reboots with a new level of whataboutism every single week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but look what your guy did. Oh, yeah, but look what your guy did. Well, the, I mean, this is this is a story created for 2023 in a uh, political society that absolutely loves pointing out what the other guy did. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Hey, now Congress was getting down, even if they've got no classified documents available to look at anymore. <laughs> They did get down to the real business of their work as congressmen and women, and that's figuring out how people can get Taylor Swift tickets without <laughs> oh, any problems. Right. And, well... They were holding a whole, like a full hearing on that. They did. Uh, Chad Pergram was covering it. Let's uh, see what happened there. A spectacular fiasco prevented millions of Taylor Swift fans from buying tickets for her upcoming tour. That means her fans and Ticketmaster are never, ever, ever getting back together. Oh, God. Ticketmaster's parent company, Live Stop. Nation, blamed the Swift ticket meltdown on bots or automated consumers. But incredulous senators said other industries face the same problems. Live Nation says it's invested over a billion dollars to try to combat the nuisance. Ticketmaster and Live Nation merged in 2010. That raised Senate antitrust concerns, but executives dismissed those charges. A 2018 Government Accountability Office report says 27% of the price of tickets go toward fees. Ticketmaster contends it doesn't set ticket prices, and for lawmakers, it's still unclear as to who establishes fees. Yeah. Oh, good. That, that's, that seems about right. 
I feel like that should be a very basic thing to figure out. Yeah. Uh, now, a couple of things. Number one about this, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights, I guess. I saw portions. Of, of, but every person on that committee had one goal and one goal only in this thing, and that was to find a quote from a Taylor Swift sign, song to use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think I'm kidding. Oh, they were there. <laughs> they were there. Uh, Amy Klobuchar did the, it's you, hi, you're the problem, it's you, talking to Ticketmaster. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That was just the, I mean, the shake it off, pick your, I don't know if anybody went real deep back into the country catalog of Taylor Swift to show their, you know, real longtime Taylor Swift fans, like go, go a little like teardrops on my guitar there or our song or or that, you know, like 2000, circa 2008 Taylor Swift. Because your problem Swift. is setting really bad fees on all of your ticket things. Is that us? Well, that a, you just uh, you change oh, our song. Oh, yeah. Yes, that that's true. Now, the, the other thing about this is, and they, they do have a little bit of a point when they say other companies deal with this all the time. You want to do anything online right now, right? Mm-hmm. You want to sign your kid up for youth soccer right you've got to go through two factor authentication you've got to do a captcha you've got to click on every picture that has a traffic light in it and then you debate yourself as like is that a traffic light or is that just a like a street light and is that is it going to consider that do you want different? to know something about captcha they don't it it's not actually about whether or not you click on the traffic lights or not what is it? It's about the fact it's the time it takes you to think about where they are to click on them that makes you different than an AI going through and just like hammering all of them. I guess my point is way where it seems way less necessary, there are controls to keep bots out of things mm-hmm. and to the point that they're like unbelievably ridiculous. Um Anytime I anytime I need to log in uh, on like half of my streaming services, <laughs> it makes me go through again and put in a web address on my phone, sign back in, confirm my cable company or my uh, or my streaming company every single time. Uh-huh. It, we live in a world of inconvenient security, and yet Ticketmaster is unable to give us enough inconvenient security. To allow us to buy our Taylor Swift tickets. Well, and one of the suggestions wasn't even to to fully to fully combat bots going in. It was well, one of the guys said to uh, just make all the tickets non transferable. Then the bots and the scalpers they don't want that if they can't resell them. Like, yeah, but what if I buy that ticket and I can't go? Because so, I purchased this months in advance. So the way that they do it on this concert we talked about that's coming to Lincoln, I forget the name of the artist, the country uh-huh. artist who's coming in, is you can only sell it back right. to the company. I don't know how they do this all exactly, but you can't transfer it, but you can sell it back to the company and then they'll resell. They go back through their waiting list and they'll mm-hmm. they'll sell it to people who are on that. So maybe that's a model. Or here we go. Here's an old school way to do it. Make people line up at the box office. Oh, jeez! Physically line up at the box office. Yes, like no. like we used to. Like back when I used to go see Peter, Paul, and Mary, we lined up at the box office. I didn't ever go see Peter, Paul, and Mary. That's way before <laughs> my time. 
that I mean that that's a that's a possible one too. All right, what else do we have uh, here right now? Oh, good news! Good news if you're uh, thinking about getting a job at Walmart across the board. Walmart, huge employer, one of the biggest employers in the entire country, mm-hmm. uh, is saying, "All right, we are." Across the board, increasing our starting wages for our employees. Walmart is raising starting wages to $14 an hour from 12. The country's largest private employer announced in a memo to staff that the pay raise for store and warehouse workers will begin next month. The move comes as Walmart tries to close the pay gap with rivals like Amazon, Target, and Costco. While big banks and tech companies have been laying off thousands of workers, most large U.S. companies face a tight labor market for some essential jobs. A Walmart spokesperson says about 340,000 of the company's 1.6 million U.S. workers will get the raise. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. Sometimes when I go to these places, these retail stores especially, I think... If I was ever going to work at one of these, which one would I pick? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is Costco. I think now maybe somebody's going to be a Costco employee and they're going to be like, Jack, you do not want that. But here's the thing. They they are so conscientious about extreme speed in getting you checked out mm-hmm. at Costco. There's no time for small talk. There's no time for pleasantries at Costco. And that's the last thing I want to do is every new person just for me. Mm-hmm. is have a new hey you know like the opposite of some other stores in town including one sporting goods store <laughs> hey how many stops do you have left after this costco they're like i'll make eye contact with you once and then we have no more interaction that's it you want a box grab your receipt yourself i'm not touching it out next boom, Hell boom. Here. that's that's the way that i like to do things <laughs> so i think that's where i probably would have to plus it sounds like they pay more than walmart does some of us complain about being overtaxed, and that's fair. But I don't know if any of us have actually had it like one city in Ohio found out they had it. It's not just that they're overtaxed in principle. They were literally overtaxed oh. for years, and there's nothing they can do about it. Residents in Rittman, Ohio, outside Akron, got a letter this week from City Hall saying the city had overcharged them on their municipal income tax by 50% every year for the last 15 years. The 1970s era half percent tax hike was supposed to end in 2007, but didn't. The city says there's nothing that can be done about it because Ohio has a one-year statute of limitations for challenging tax bills. Residents could challenge their 2022 tax rate, but the city warns that would be an $850,000 hit on the budget and lead to slashed services. Jack Callahan. <laughs> well, we Fox need News. it, right? We need it now. We've, been we've already got a, your money, we've guys. We've built up some incredible services based on 15 years of overpayment. Jeez. You don't want those taken away. One-year statute of limitations of chat. What? There's, there's got to be it. I mean, there's got to be a civil lawsuit in there, I would think, even if you can't oh. go through the traditional mechanism for challenging the taxes. 15 years. Double. You played double for 15 years in that city. And they're like, yeah, nothing you can do about it. And you could this year, but you'll ruin the city. Well, and, and here's the thing. All they're showing is that you can get away with that in Ohio. Or, yeah. or, or wherever you have those statues. You can be like, this is supposed to sunset, and then just leave stuff there and hope nobody notices. People watch their taxes. Some people watch their taxes like a hawk, though. I can't believe 15 years nobody noticed that. That's crazy. Uh, last but not least, the Oscar nominations were yesterday. 
Yes, for those of you who are movie buffs, here's a little bit on uh, on what wh- who were the winners, uh, at least in terms of the nominations. The Oscar nominations kept the trophy dreams going in the multiverse with 11 leading nominations for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, followed by the Banshees of Inishirin and All Quiet on the Western Front with nine. Wait! Elvis grabbed eight, The Fablemans with seven, Tar and Top Gun Maverick with six each, and even though Black Panther Wakanda Forever scored five, it did not receive a Best Picture nod along with the others. Also vying for the night's big Oscar, Avatar The Way of Water, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. This year's Academy Awards air live on ABC with Jimmy Kimmel back for a third time as host. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Is it weird to anyone else that Top Gun Maverick is in the conversation with like major critically acclaimed films? There's, I mean, it, usually these lists are a whole bunch of movies that very few people actually saw. Well, especially and being, this is like the hit of the year. Well, it, it, to to me, it's especially when there are like a big action movie like this. Yeah, is that you don't you typically don't see them even with the nomination for like a picture of the year or or, or number of noms because there will be a bunch of those like. Weird movies that you're like, I think 17 people total saw right. this movie. Right. I'm going to go through the, the list, but it was, I I like Top Gun Maverick. It was awesome. I was very excited to see it. Went and saw it. Enjoyed it. I did not walk out of it and like, Oscar, after that was over. <laughs> like, I, right. I just, I went and talked about the, you know, the cool dogfight scenes mm-hmm. and, and, and all of that whole thing. And the, now the, other thing the is- beach flag football. I have only seen one of the movies that they mentioned. There's multiple there that I do want to see, but... Here you go. Here are the best... uh, They didn't give you all the best pictures. Here they are. All quiet on the Western Front. Avatar. The Way of Water. The Banshees of Inisherin. Elvis. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The Fablemans. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Triangle of Sadness. And Women Talking. All right, so there's a bounce in between... Like uh, mainstream with Elvis and Avatar, and then uh, things like uh, what women talking and Triangle of Sadness. Uh, the, the Fablemans looks interesting, and no everything, Never everything everywhere, all moment. at once. Never heard of those. Are the, those are the two that I want to see on that list that I haven't. What's everything all, everywhere all at once? Yeah, it's, uh, Florence Pugh. Is, oh well, that explains it. Okay. Well, no, no, no. It's, um, it's, <laughs> I have not watched the previews for these within the last like twelve hours. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's like a it's like a thriller with Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, uh Chris Pines oh, in it. That. It was there's yeah. a lot of like Hollywood drama about it. It's like yeah, it's I like remember, one of those like now. weird dramatic emotional thrillers. It okay. was trash. Oh. <laughs> All right. There you go. Matt McMaster weighs in. He's good with Top Gun. You know what that means? But not everything, everywhere, all at once. Because of his uh, Adele takes, everything, everywhere, all at once is going to win. Probably. All right. 6.55. Need to take a break. Save some time for Officer Chad. We'll see what his vote is next. When you're... They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, Officer Chad, uh, what was your vote for bet? First of all, did you see any of the bet? You saw Top Gun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Top when, well, I had to see it twice because we had That's the right. power outage That's in right. the middle. I forgot um, you told me that. I did watch All Quiet on the Western Front, the the new one on Netflix. Yeah. Awesome show. Okay. Did you see it. Elvis? Yes, that was a really right. good one, too. What else did we see? Did you see uh, everything every time, all at once, all the time? No. Every single no. time? No, I, I was told it was trash, so we stayed away from it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, but uh, was uh, 
Freddie Mercury movie was that this year? The or Queen one? Yeah, that was like 2016. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> well, I'm, I might be a little behind. I'm Jeez. sorry. We just, uh, anyway, just I, was, I, one, I thought ET should have got a nomination, but that's just me. Uh, anyway, oh, man, uh, it's rough in here today. I feel like, I'm Jeez. feeling like an insult comic today. It's great. Have yeah, you guys seen this Christmas movie with the uh, the Santa and the 34th Street? <laughs> wow, uh, wow. You know what? I'm going next door as soon as we're done. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, you got 90 seconds to tell us about Crime Stoppers, then you can leave. I don't know if I want to now. Uh, Russ's laptop. Uh, This one is from the 7th of December. This guy just walked into a Russ's here in town, goes into the break room, and steals somebody's laptop. I mean, I'm not even sure what to say here, but pretty distinctive sweatshirt, so we got a good chance identifying him. Uh, The next one is bricked, and folks, we really need to find out who this person is. We have had dozens of bricks through windows in the near south and downtown areas. This one is from the 4th of December, 14th and Goodhue, or what, 14th and Goodhue don't intersect, they're parallel. Yeah. How does that work? Well, in anywhere, area. anywhere, near south neighborhood, somebody throws a brick through their window. Um, we got a decent picture of the suspect this time. We really need this person stopped because they're, they're doing a lot of damage around town. All right, there you go. I wouldn't even want to steal someone else's laptop. Like, I, you got to reset. What do you do? Just reset, reinstall Windows. I don't want to see anybody else's settings. search history. Uh, that would just be scary. Sounds like work. All right, thank you, Chad. Yeah, I appreciate maybe it. Maybe I'll come back next That's week. That's fine. <laughs> Seven o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. <laughs> From the Momo Pete. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 709, 27 degrees in the capital city. LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Jack Mitchell, Caleb Henry, Matt McMaster in studio today. Mark Vale. Of course, in the KLIN newsroom, joining us right now. And on Wednesdays, we allow you to tell us what's chapping your hide. I forgot to even uh, let you know. You can call in now. You can call in right now, 402-479-1400. And uh, you can share that uh, little thing that happens during your day, maybe happens repeatedly during your life. And you say, eh, like me, when it's trying to cancel a subscription, drives me nuts, frustrates me. Um, may not be the biggest thing in the world, but nonetheless, you deserve to be heard on this. And we have found over the years by our very scientific method that you have a more pleasant day, a more productive day when you let us know what chaps your hide. So uh, the way you can get in touch with us now, give us a call at 402-479-1400 on the Rick Stein Recognition tech, uh, Hotline, or you can text into that same number as well, 402-479-1400. And uh, we also have the Facebook page, and I am going to... I'm going to apologize. I'm going to apologize. I didn't get the Facebook page up on time this week, so it was a little late, but it is up right now. So if you would like to uh, get into the Facebook page and let us know what's chapping your hide there, you can do it that way if you prefer not to text or call. But luckily, the phones are filling up right now, and you can continue to do this. So let's start today 
with Debbie leading off. Good morning, Debbie. What is chapping your hide today? Oh, good morning. By the end of January, there are certain government forms that have to be submitted. I don't know. Now, Mark has his own business. I like know. a 941? Yeah. So you've got to submit the, the 941. You've got to submit the 941N, the W3N. And these are the cover forms that go with, like, your W2s that have to be sent in. Mm. The thing that chaps my hide about them is you've got to sign the front. Sure, the CPA does all the work and gets it all done, but you still have to sign these forms. Mm -hmm. They have like a half inch line (laughs) at the bottom that you have to fit your signature on. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And you've got to put an email on a half inch and your phone number. They don't even give you enough space to write your name, much less the business name. And I thought, my gosh, besides you, if you don't have really good eyesight, you got to get a magnifying glass to even read what it says under these lines. Like, so, like I, you hope they're not going to transmit any super important information to you via that email because it's hard enough to read a handwritten email uh, at at any font size and and be yep. confident that it's accurate. Let alone a mini email address. Yep. So, yep. So, Mark, you probably understand that. Oh, but, uh, and then and then my our accountant wants me to. Send everything certified. Oh boy! Yeah. So uh-huh. you know, yeah. you smart choice. Smart choice. That way, if they send you didn't send it, you can say I did. I got the receipt right here. That's right. You signed for it. There you go. I agree. That Golly. does work. You guys, you, you guys are getting me. Your... You guys are really excited. Getting me excited for tax tax season this year. It's a really <laughs> exciting time. Well, yeah. these, the trouble well, is. That's... The trouble is, Debbie, the, some of these forms are every three months, too. Well, oh, yeah, exactly. But I've just got a stack of them because it's the end of the year stuff. Yeah. But yeah, every every quarter you have to do it. And seriously, I told my kids, it's my birthday is tomorrow, Jack. So. Well, well, happy early birthday, Debbie. <laughs> Thank you. Happy I early give birthday. Me a ma- I think yeah, magnifying class. You know, you, you know what I'm going to get you for your birthday? I'm going to get you a typewriter. <laughs> that might give you the room the old the old typewriter that I might do it i doubt it would fit on that half, uh, half a small font typewriter okay okay all, all right. right thank you, you debbie it, i'll take it appreciate right. it Thanks. bye-bye i'm old enough that i took keyboarding class in high school with a typewriter i had to have been one of the last one of the last classes People who graduated with me that I'll use typewriters. I bet you I've got you beat on one aspect of it. What? What's that? My Chiseling it into stone? No. My, my keyboarding was a typewriter, but it was a manual typewriter, not an electric one. <laughs> Meaning the, the levers and stuff? Everything was manual. So you had to, like, push the deal back across? Yeah. You had to... Now, I know that was a very carry, scientific carry, explanation. Carry, it. It's called a carriage return. Okay. For the next line. Left hand. Yeah, I don't know that we were thinking about the future very well in, you know, 1993 when I was taking typing at Lincoln East because I used a typewriter for an entire semester doing that. I don't think I ever used a typewriter again after that. I think that was the last time. I, and we and we learned that, and it wasn't just it wasn't just learning to type. Uh, it was learning to use like whiteout oh, <laughs> stuff. Like, that was part of the class, yeah. Mark. Right? Oh yeah. You would uh, you would have to go through and one of the kids in our class loved to make all kinds of mistakes because you could you did enough of that whiteout you could. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, another typo. Oh, no. Spelled it wrong. Oh, you mean I before E? Darn it. Uh, I, I used Mavis Beacon on a computer to learn typing. Really? What? What's Mavis that? Mavis Beacon is just yep. a program. Never heard of it. it, it it's more like uh, they're kind of like typing games on there. And it's a lot easier to learn when you're fourth and sixth grade type of thing. Do you, do you want me to make a bold claim right now? Yes. I doubt there's anyone in this building who can type anywhere as close to as fast as me. So you're on. Do you go? You sure about that? I I, I think so. I yeah, I think so. Is there a I website think, we can go to do like? Yeah, what, they have what's all, our words per minute. No, they're so they're really fun. They're like car races. They're yeah. like typing car races. Yeah, yeah, so, bring so it. That's bring basically it. What, wanna... what Mavis Beacon would have for like you would do a bunch of lessons and then you would get to the game portion, which would be like a race or you're trying to do uh, certain things. Type them fast enough. I can, I mean, I'm regularly triple digits in those. Is that impressive? I don't know what my words per minute is, so I don't know right. if that's impressive during the or break. Not. I guess we'll find. You think you can beat me, Mark? I'm a manual typewriter. I know it. Oh, I'm not bringing out a manual typewriter. We don't have one of those here. I, We're I, going old school here, boys. All right. We're going to bring out the manual typewriters. When I was a junior in high school, I won the school typing award. Okay. I like the Jeremy says. Let's see if you still got it. The, uh, oh, darn it. They went away over here. Gen um, Z millennials are toast. Well, he said generation collaboration typing war. Now, now on a phone. I'll give it to you guys, okay? Yeah, what's You've, Jeremy talking about? I've been I've been typing since I came out of the womb. All right, all right. There's been four. I was four years old on a computer learning how to type. Okay, um, yeah, I'll, I'll never crush used, you. I mean, and, you can say that, never, but you've never used the proper uh, punctuation sense. Okay, look, that doesn't matter whether or not we're talking. We're not talking about commas and periods, which I'm famously not good for being a we're writer. We're not talking here, about grammar. But we're, we're, we're talking about how quickly can McMaster Listen, get a word out on a type. McMaster, I, I bet you can beat me on a phone, but there's no chance you can beat me I, on a computer. That's, type, that's type false. Writer. There's zero false. chance. I I've guarantee got, Ma so Mark is only talking about one thing and one thing only. How many times you hit space after a period. I, and by the way... I'm probably with Mark on this. I'm two spaces after a period. Absolutely. Uh, that's what, what? Two <laughs> what? spaces after a period. <laughs> One space after a word, two spaces after yep. a period. Uh, 100%. End, end, of, end of the sentence. I got, I got right in on the tail end of them teaching that, too. By the way, OG Steve, OG Steven says on the Rick Stein Recognition text line, Jack, this isn't talk to type. I, listen. You let's bring it. There, there are plenty <laughs> of things I can talk trash about and probably not back up. Okay. Okay. I feel pretty okay. I feel pretty <laughs> confident about this one. All right. When you, when you took typing tests, so did you have to have it with no errors? Uh, yeah, I, I assume yeah. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey. I just remember we we had the teacher who would sit up there and she would just like read. She would just say the letters we were supposed to type, like a a a a sem sem semicolon sem 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 sem. S S S S and you would do that just the whole time. That but you know, I complain about it, but that's what made me the elite typer that I am. Thank you, Mrs. Elwood. Appreciate it. All right, back to the phones. It was Mrs. Larson for me. <laughs> Scott not Molly. Good morning, Scott. What do you got for us today? Good morning. I got my main one, but you guys gave me another one here this morning. Okay. Um, that's good. McMaster misrepresenting the greatest movie of the year. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once is Michelle Yao, Jamie Lee Curtis, and K. Hugh Kwan from uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. He was short round. 
Fantastic movie. It will sweep the awards, I guarantee it. Okay, wow. Strong film takes from Scott, not Molly, that I did not expect here. All right, now on your recommendation, maybe I will see this thing. Wasn't yeah, that, was, how was Harry Styles in it? How was Harry Styles in it? You're cultured enough, Jack. Oh, come on. <laughs> Caleb, you need to go see it. Okay, thanks, Wow, I, that really hurts even more now. <laughs> okay, uh, but my main point, if you remember last week, I put a pin in not getting snow. Yes. Well, let's go back to that. Yes. Would somebody please lower the shields? I want my snow this year. <laughs> Why? Hold on. Okay. I, I get it. I get the hijapping that, the that again, it didn't come through and it just hasn't been right in the forecast. But why do you really want snow? What are you going to do? Are you going to go snowmobile or something? What are you wanting to do that you can't do right now? Get out in it. Play with it. Watch it. Whatever. Watch it. I'm a kid in the 80s just like you, Jack. I grew up out in the country where we had these huge snows. You go build forts through the ditches. Um, Scott. snow everywhere. It was gorgeous. Scott, that sounds awesome if I were eight. Okay? Uh, I think I passed my level of excitement. Since I don't that. have to do sidewalks, I can enjoy it. <laughs> True. All right. I, you know what? I'm going to guess, Scott. Here's, here's, here's my prediction for you. We got one coming still, probably in February, and it's going to be one of these. That's, that's the thing. We don't get it when they say we're going to get it. But then there's a, there we haven't had this in a while like a big surprise one. Um, I sure hope I think so. that's I'm doing coming. Cargo shorts, guys. That, that's that's the dream. That's frankly the dream, <laughs> Scott. Have a good one, man. I appreciate Thanks. it. <laughs> I I did not have Scott breaking down every thing everywhere every place all at the same time or whatever. <laughs> Everything everywhere all at once, <laughs> simultaneously, basically <laughs> at the same time. I did not have that on my bingo card. <laughs> Boy, he, I like he, how he, uh, hey, he, he enjoyed I'm cultured enough. He yeah, thought, that, he thought it through. He just right yeah. through. Uh, he, by the way, he didn't compliment you on your gymnastics coverage this week. He was a little disappointed by that. that I, here's the thing. I don't need people to compliment me when I know I'm doing a good job. Okay. That's Scott. different for me. I need the compliments. <laughs> um, Positive <laughs> reinforcement, please. Oh, let's see. And then uh, Dealer Dave says, where does everyone stand on the Oxford comma? 100% pro-Oxford comma. See, I tend to be anti-Oxford comma. What is the Oxford comma? So if you listen, it's, it's the last comma in the list before and. Oh, I'm pro-Oxford So, So Matt, comma, Caleb. Yes. And Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where is, is there a comma? I'm in, anti in that one. See, Mark and I both were. Yeah, we we, we spanned some time, but we both had a similar educational yep. experience there. I think my I think right. I I ended at the end of a whole bunch of educational practices. I was the last one, the last one to be taught two spaces after a period. The last one to be taught not to use the Oxford comma. The last one to use a typewriter in keyboarding class. Uh, maybe the last generation to play Oregon Trail. Or maybe that's no. I, I played Oregon Trail. Oh, Oregon, Oregon. It was a different version, though. It's probably a high tech. Maybe they still play that right now. Asterisk James says, <clears throat> "Excuse me, the stupid cold will never go away." Two spaces after a period for Mark and Jack. No one of the millennials always win generation collaboration. <laughs> okay, okay. By the way, Asterisk James, that's not the reason millennials always win generation collaboration. It's you. You're such a dang genius. Because he's the only hey, ticket to the I, I cleared it last week without him. We didn't even put our records up after Thursday on the board. I okay, noticed. just so you got one win, Mark got one loss, and no one else played. Okay, we, we it's not do, hard to remember that, right? We now. have. Hey, will you give me look at the prize book real quick? Because we've got to do better with generation collaboration tomorrow. 
we are bringing it back again but the 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 work. oh we got a bunch of pairs of tickets to uh journey and toto holy at pba cow. march 25th oh, digital tickets gen z's are gonna go nuts about seeing toto holy cow um, because i think toto is just a weezer cover band <laughs> <Who's that>? uh, <laughs> i am excited okay i am very i'm a, so we ought to get the callers tomorrow you guys were i don't know what your deal is lately with ticket thursday but if you don't like free tickets to events, you can just tell me and we can pull them, right? We'll just start distributing them between the morning show at this point. But Journey and Toto. Is Toto the like, I swept the reins down in the... Yes, they sang okay. the Africa okay. song. Okay, that was, with that's the, probably with the, the sweet one, potato flute. That's the on one that probably right? best okay. known, but there's a kind of a band of studio musicians, essentially, is what they are. Uh, let's see. Uh, OG Stevens says on the text, hashtag chaps your hide. Very bad drivers in Lincoln. Uh, Adam says Oxford comma isn't used in AP style. Good job, Mark. Yeah, but the one thing about AP style, which, which I learned too, is very, you remember, uh, Mark, you had to, when you had to write papers, they were like, which yeah. style do you go do you, in? Do you want this in, uh, Chicago or, uh, right. what, we, we do an MLA? Yes, MLA or AP. Oh, God. Or Tiburon? Remember the first paper you had to write that had to have footnotes in it, and you're yes. like, "Oh god!" Especially when I I had to do that on a manual typewriter. Oh yeah, the I remember oh. I I had a semester where I studied in Washington D.C. and we had this huge end paper, and it had I mean it had like 200 footnotes in a biblia. Oh god, the bibliographies! So, <laughs> bibliographies are the worst. Guys, there was uh, one of the papers that I had to write. You had to write a uh, um, not just a, a for my history courses. In one semester, you had to write your uh, proposal for your thesis. Uh-huh. My proposal was like 20 pages anyway. But there was a couple paragraphs that literally every one of them had something cited for almost every sentence. So it was like just nothing but numbers in the middle of every word. Yeah. It, it, that was right. Do you, you remember when you would get your bibliography graded and like you could lose points on this paper that you otherwise wrote very well because you did not like you underlined something instead of ask, instead of italicizing it on the bibliographies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, I hated that. My government teacher in high school created his own way to uh, to do all of that, to cite everything. It wasn't MLA. It wasn't AP style. It was his own style. Which did nothing to prepare us for college. All caps grant sent us a free typing test. I like the one with race cars better, but I can try one of these. (laughs) Time test, one minute test, three minute test, five minute test. All right, I'll do this. We can all do this. Everybody can do it at home as well, and we can see. We can see. Put your money where your mouth is on this thing. You know, that's not that's not a good idea anymore. I mean, just think of all the people that have touched your money and asked and you want to put it in your mouth. I mean, come on. I do it with Apple Pay, so it's clean. <laughs> it's touchless. 725. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, so since the morning drive, I've been doing typing games nonstop, which includes why you may have heard some background music during the last... Uh, Oops. During the last set of commercials. My apologies. Um, it was like boat racing music. I was doing a boat race one, and yeah. I was boat racing people on it, to be honest. Uh, I watched you get fifth, and there were only four races. My best, uh, my best, and I did just a few of them. My best was 97 words per minute. My best was 97, so I didn't hear any of you get anything better than that, did you? No, we were doing a different typing. Whatever, game. we can do the same one. And I also am not in a great ergonomic position. If I were in, like, best possible I position. I was literally standing up over here. You know, some people, like, you know, like Elton John, he'll play piano while standing up sometimes. That could be an advantage. I'm like a foot taller than Elton. Uh, all right. Let's get the uh, let's get the morning drive going and quit the typing trash. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> uh, do you remember the old uh, IBM Selectrix, where you could change, you could put a, a different font on the ball? On the ball? Yeah, you know they had that uh, the typing ball. I don't think so, but I'm going to Google it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Lincoln Police, Lincoln Fire and Rescue worked a dangerous scene following a traffic stop about one this morning near Northwest 7th and Cornhusker. Initial reports indicate an LPD officer became uh, suspicious about something in the vehicle called in LFR. Multiple homemade explosive devices reportedly found inside, as well as some other le- illegal substances. Uh, LPD Captain Max Hubka told May that the explosive devices were destroyed under controlled detonation. Two people in custody and Channel 8 just put out a uh, a note that there's an apartment building. Uh, and I don't have the details on it, but an apartment building has been evacuated as they're searching for explosives. I don't really? know whether, I don't know whether that's related or not, but I would assume it may be. My goodness. Um, boy. Yeah, the, the amount of damage that could have been done with an improvised explosive like that is, is pretty scary. Multiple so, Yeah, multiple devices. So um, fortuitous that that this person got pulled over and then good work by LPD and LFR to identify it, get it out of there, um, and, and make sure everybody's safe with that thing. So I'm glad that ended like it did instead of a lot, uh, a, a lot worse situation like it could have been. Number four. Lincoln-Lancaster County Health Department moved the COVID risk dial uh, for the second week in a row. It dropped down the low yellow. Yes. Uh, cases decreased over the last week, as did hospitalizations. And uh, wastewater surveillance showed a significant decrease in virus particles. Uh, as always, I have to give condolences to the people who have the wastewater measuring and <laughs> counting duties. That sounds terrible. Uh, but, th- hey, good news. Glad to see this. Mark, uh, you... You never know. Going through winter, are these things going to bump up again? Are we going to get more conversations about ugh, the things that we've been talking about for two years? And it's uh, good to see them going in this direction. Obviously, big thing is that means fewer people are sick. Uh, fewer people, hopefully, losing their lives as well. And and hopefully something that's going to continue as you get into the, into the year, into the spring and summer, continue to decrease like this. And so... Yeah, good news. They they hadn't done this for a long time. How long had it been? How long had it been since they actually moved this thing down? Last week. Oh, last week that <clears throat> went from before high that, before elevate. that before that. Oh, it had been. It was at yellow a, forever. A couple, yeah, that. a couple. Of, uh, it was elevated yellow since uh, oh, probably close to eight weeks. Yeah. All right. All right. Here's here's the update. Uh, Lincoln Police just tweeted 
Uh, Northwest 8th and West Cornhusker, uh, West Saunders, currently closed. Active investigation involving suspicious containers suspected to be explosives. An apartment building in the area has been evacuated. Community members avoid the area. Really? Yeah. Because that's the area where the stop was, right? Seven, yeah. Seven, or near the stop, near yep. where the stop was. Yep. Oh my goodness! All right, so there may be more to this whole thing, and and hopefully everybody stays safe, and um, they're able to to diffuse whatever whatever's happening, and make sure there aren't any additional explosive devices associated with this. Moving on. Number three. With the rise of online subscriptions, newspapers, streaming platforms, magazines, many services. They're offering the bane of my existence, automatic renewals. Such arrangements, of course, do allow consumers to enter an agreement where their subscription kicks in monthly, annually, whatever, but sometimes you forget to cancel. And to do that, it can be very burdensome. State Senator John Cavanaugh of Omaha says he tried to cancel a local newspaper subscription. Found he couldn't do it online, had to make a phone call, and so he's writing some legislation that would hopefully make that easier. Um, so... This is uh, under the bill, among things that this would would do, a bill would require clear and conspicuous uh, language about renewal terms, and consumers would need to affirm them before entering that contract. Now, that generally, that generally isn't a problem now, I don't, I don't think for the most part, because so many of these subscription-based things, you kind of assume, okay, this is rolling over. It's just, I think that the main question is the date, how long is the initial term, how long is the rollover, how does that sort of thing work? The The bigger problem is the ease of canceling, which it also does address under the bill. If consumers can sign up online, they can also cancel subscriptions online, which, by the way, Nebraska Retail Federation, Nebraska Grocery Industry Association, Nebraska Hospitality Association all uh, testified in opposition to that. Um, So we'll uh, we'll see. I mean, I do like the idea. Yeah, I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a fair regulation to have on businesses, but I do definitely in principle like the idea. If you sign up online, you can cancel online. I hate it when. When places don't like offer online services for things that are obvious online services, it's, it drives me nuts. I'd like to see the uh, requirement that you get an email, uh, you know, 10 days before the, re- the renewal and have a direct uh, link in that email that would allow you to change or That'd be cancel. Nice. They're never going to do it. They're never going to do any of that voluntarily, though, because as we've talked about on this show before, that has become a major source of of revenue from a lot of places is people just kind of forgetting about online subscriptions. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Like we uh, back during the pandemic, we started experimenting with doing some like shows and and video podcasts. Uh, with a with a company, it wasn't Zoom, but it was something like that allowed it. And I subscribed at the time to try it out right. to the premium version of this one that allowed you to broadcast it to multiple to like YouTube and Facebook. That's what you did Live. your walk on, right? Uh, yes, I think I yeah, yeah, I think I did it for that. A couple months ago, my wife said, "Are you still using this thing?" I was like, "I had no idea. I had no idea." And so we've, you know 
bartered away twenty dollars a month on that or whatever. I don't think it's. I don't remember what it was, but for that's still for, over two and a half years. At yeah, least. for like two two years, and oh. it's so frustrating. That that's so incredibly frustrating. So I don't know how you fix it. And I don't know how big of a role government should have in the thing. Um, but I absolutely from a consumer side of things, I totally get like. You, you see the little tricks to make it a little bit more difficult to know you're subscribed or cancel. Um, or, or any, and I told a story earlier in the show about my attempts to try and cancel my internet service and just the rigmarole I had to go through and being shamed for that whole thing. So there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them out there at this point. So we will see. But they shouldn't. I mean, bottom line is it shouldn't be anything where they're trying to they shouldn't be able to be able to trick you. I think that's where that's probably where government regulation begins on this whole thing. So we will see what happens with this. This is a fascinating bill. Moving on. Number two. Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill came together for a common cause yesterday. Uh, they had Ticketmaster uh, before the Senate Judiciary Committee grilling them on the Taylor Swift ticket debacle. Of a couple of months ago, uh, Live Nation President Joe Berktold apologized to Swift and her fans and blamed bots. A Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee says banks and power companies are targets of bots and they don't have service meltdowns. It was uh, an interesting discussion. I mean, she makes a decent point there. She really does. There are all kinds of there are all kinds of services, online services, purchases, etc., that have gone through, you know, sometimes it feels over the top the amount of security you've got to do to prove that you're not a bot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the free, the, the, the two and three factor authentication, the captchas, the the finding the picture of a traffic light, the I hate that. the the, <laughs> the you, you even when you like even when you turn on a smart TV or a Roku or something, like half the apps I feel like are sending me back to relog in. Through my through a phone browser every other time that I use the dang thing. Yep. How is Ticketmaster? How is Ticket with, with all of the over the top protections against those sorts of things? How is Ticketmaster unable to do it? Because bots are breaking into what they do. I mean, it's it is a I think it's a fair question with this whole thing. So, well, they probably find a way to maximize the the amount of money that they can make. They, they take more fees. And spend less uh, less on actual security, right? Right. Oh, and the other thing about this hearing is, like, half of the committee members thought it would be clever to work Taylor Swift lyrics into their their questions and comments during the thing, <laughs> and I was I was like, just stop, guys, just stop. That's that's not. Gonna... Oh, by the way, you know who is vindicated in this entire thing? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. I mean, back in the '90s, they they tried to tour without Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster boycotted the tours. There was a. I mean, Pearl Jam sued Ticketmaster with this whole thing. It said they had a monopoly monopoly on the distribution of tickets to to concerts, and so they had a huge legal battle. Which is interesting. You go back to. I don't know if you read this or not, but uh, Richard Blumenthal said the 800 pound gorilla here. Um, 
or, or no, Clyde Lawrence of the band Lawrence testified that bands have little ability to negotiate a deal or choose a different ticket seller. It's exactly what Pearl Jam was saying in 1993. <laughs> well, it's still the same thing. It's consistent. Yeah. Eddie and crew knew what they were talking about, apparently. Number one. Culver's. Sorry. Culver's, the home of the Butterburger. Got some uh, customers a little upset. They're switching from Pepsi to Coke products. They haven't mentioned this in their social media or anything, but, uh, you know. People are going nuts on their Facebook page. Now, Uh, Culver's is keeping their signature root beer, diet root beer, as well as, and and this this would have been a difference maker for me, Dr. Pepper. They're keeping Dr. Pepper. Gross. As well as its uh, sweet and unsweet teas. So... I either do Mountain Dew with Pepsi products or Dr. Pepper. I bl- I went through Culver's to get something for my son. I'm pretty sure the exact day this happened, mm-hmm. a week or so ago, and ordered, just out of habit, ordered a, a Diet Pepsi with his meal. Um, that's what he wanted. And they're like, we've switched it over to, to Coke. And I was like, really? This seems like big news. And I should have broken it, but like two or three days later, it went... It went yeah. national on this well, little thing. Culver's wasn't the only one, because I also found it. We had a quick lunch, uh, I guess it was uh, Sunday, at Big Red. You know, the sports oh, bar. Oh, Big Red Sports Bar, yeah. Yep. They switched? They switched, too. I remember when either, was it McDonald's or Burger King? One was Coke and one was Pepsi, and then I think it was Burger King switched from Pepsi to Coke. This was in the 80s. That was a huge deal when they did that, if I'm... If I'm remembering that correctly. But here's my thing. Normally, I would be up... Okay, I am I admit I am in the minority on this issue, okay? I get I'm going to say some unpopular shock jock stuff in a few seconds. And this comes up all of the time with University of Nebraska sporting events. There is a large and loud and powerful, if I'm being honest, lobby of pro-Coke folks. That want the university to go back. <laughs> that to was Coke. my initial reaction when I heard this. I went, that, Nebraska th- next. There is a big, large pro Coke lobby in this state among pop drinkers. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no problem saying it's the majority. I have no problem saying it's probably, you know, at least if you were talking about the should Nebraska athletics change, I'm going to guess if you took a poll just to the public, I'm going to guess it'd be somewhere like 80% would yeah. say to change it. Now, Here's my thing. I am in the loud but powerful minority. Specifically because of one drink. Because of one. I don't care about Diet Pepsi. I don't care if you're going Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. I think they're both garbage. Um, (laughs) But I want my, as I hold up the bottle right now, I want my Diet Mountain Dew. That Diet Lightning. Once you take away Diet Mountain Dew from Nebraska sporting events, Right. Once you do that, that's when I consider becoming an Iowa Hawkeye fan. <laughs> wow. Okay. Probably not that you much. You can just okay. get beer there now. Like, don't don't. <laughs> what does it matter? Coke, Pepsi. This is I call this is like energy beer. It's even better. It's Diet Mountain Dew. So when they do that, I'm very concerned that the Coke lobby is going to take away my Diet Mountain Dew. That is by far. Forget it. Coke, Pepsi. I don't care. For, you know what? I'll be honest. The best Diet Cola. Sit down. 
Coke Zero is better than either of them. Give me Coke Zero over Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. Far and away. And I'd put Diet Coke dead last. That is garbage. So that's my opinion. What about RC Cola? I don't have a lot of RC Cola, Mark. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when I grew Maybe up, Nebraska you... will become the first RC school. The first <laughs> Shasta school. When I grew up, you had an RC Cola and a Moon Pie. I thought you were going to be like, oh, we'd like... walk in and have ourselves a sarsaparilla. RC Cola? No. <laughs> so if you're, li- crush. if you're listening, Trev Alberts, if you're listening, Ted Carter, if you're listening, Ronnie Green for the next few months, <laughs> keep the diet, whatever you do, keep the diet Mountain Dew. Now, the thing about Culver's, they never had, they were a Pepsi restaurant, but they did not have diet Mountain Dew. You restaurants that are a Pepsi, I say school or Pepsi, Pepsi vendor, why do you not have Diet Mountain Dew in your fountains? Caleb's telling me to wrap it. I feel like I'm a speaker at the Oscars right now. I want to finish what I'm saying. You need to get Diet Mountain Dew. If- Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Wait, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we are continuing to monitor the situation in Northwest A Street, West Cornhusker to West Saunders. Um... Uh, LPD, and it was last hour they they said this, but we're waiting for more updates, and I believe we are we may be sending uh, Tom Stanton out there. Uh, but an active investigation involving suspicious containers suspected to be explosive in apartment building in the area has been evacuated. Uh, there was a traffic stop overnight in the area uh, where LPD reported that they had also found some uh, devices they believe to be explosive called LFRN. Not clear at this point what the connection is exactly, although it's the same area that we're talking about there. So it, it generally leads you to believe just because of the similarity of that and the location that perhaps something related there, but nothing uh, for certain now. But that's an area that you want to stay away from right now until we get an all clear and hear more from LPD. So that update real quickly first before we talk to Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird, who's uh, given us a few minutes this morning. Good morning, Mayor. How are you doing hey, today? Good morning, Jack. I'm doing all right. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm good. Um, all right. Let's let's start out. We're, we've been talking a lot about the legislative session. This is always kind of a um, I don't know. Fun is the word. Kind of fun. Couple of weeks for for talk radio, just because you get all these ideas out there and these different discussions on a whole bunch of of topics. But uh, of course, the the city and and your office. Has have some peculiar, not peculiar, but uh, sp- specific interest uh, in in some certain things. I know 
a lot of municipalities in the city and other entities in the state are looking at the potential of getting some of the dollars that uh, are going to be doled out for economic development, so other, so other issues as well. So I guess I'm just kind of curious when, when you look at the, the session, how much of, of what you're looking at deals with that sort of issue specifically and some of those dollars that might be available for things in Lincoln and, and what are beyond those things, what are some of the other interesting things that you're watching right now? Yeah, our 2023 legislative priorities really center about supporting the growth and vitality of Lincoln now and into the future. So we have a number of big asks in, and we're really appreciative of our partners at the state. We've been partnering with our Lincoln delegation and also with community members in the private sector and the philanthropic sector to help bring important funding priorities forward. So um, there's three I just highlight for you this morning. One is water. We are looking to ask for $200 million for our second water source effort, and that bill was introduced by Senator Bostar, and that bill would help fund a water treatment plant, pipes, land acquisition, all the things we need to get to a second source of water. That would be a, a big help to the city in its future. And then we're also working with community leaders on an ask, and Senator Wishart is bringing this bill forward, for $60 million for a convention center for downtown Lincoln. And we think that would really help us be a place that people can bring their conferences to, bring people and resources into our local economy. I think that's an exciting, really exciting effort that we are helping to launch. And then finally, another big ask we are making is for our affordable housing in our community. We are working with the private sector, and Senator Dungan has been a key partner in this effort to get $10 million to help finance affordable housing projects in Lincoln so that we can get more housing at more affordable price points for more people. Let's let's go through those in, in a little bit more detail. Each of them will start with the the water 2.0. It's it's my understanding that um, the, that there is a, a relatively new suggestion out there. You, you have experts look at this and, and suggest the best way to do it. And one of the things that they brought up as a possibility now is using the Missouri River uh, as opposed to the Platte River. Um, and, and so I guess as as just from how you've been educated on this, I assume that's more expensive. That would be more expensive because you've got to take it further and there's probably more infrastructure that that are involved um but is the advantage that you've heard for that just that you are it's less likely to be something that where the supply is going to get lower and uh, prevent problem or create problems at some point yeah no thanks for the question because we did for the past nine months my water source advisory council has been meeting with technical experts where they've been guided by olson and looking at establishing criteria for identifying a second source of water for Lincoln. And a couple of criteria emerged as key and most important at the top of the committee's list. And one is reliability. You know, we have to be able to count on safe, clean drinking water for a community and have it in plentiful supply into the future. And the second uh, really key priority that they elevated was making sure um, that we could control our water destiny, that we had we could govern uh, and control the rates and, and be in charge of our water future. And when they looked at a number of different options, uh, they narrowed it down and have recommended as of last week that we go to the Missouri and that we build well fields there and that we pipe that water straight to Lincoln. That was the top choice that emerged of all the alternatives that they considered. And and that's an option that, you know, is over time um, cost effective, provides a lot of reliability, uh, and allows us to govern our water future. 
I was uh, I was reading about some of the current infrastructure that's still used, and we're we're talking about pipes that are still from like the, I can't remember the year, but like nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties type stuff, which is is crazy to think about that. Um, and, yeah. and that probably goes into this whole thing and in, in needing to, to not update because of supply, but just in terms of the the recency and the quality of the infrastructure as well. Yeah, I mean, over a hundred years ago, people convened in a similar way here in Lincoln to try to evaluate alternatives, and they picked Ashland after a study. And, you know, they they made the investment. They had the kind of long-term view of how to support the growth of Lincoln. And basically, it's our turn. It's our turn to, to do this for the future generations of Lincolnites who will come after us. And I'm really, really excited about this incredibly important, really the probably the most singularly important infrastructure project for the future of Lincoln. Sort of the part of the process where they bring you like out a flight of different waters, like a Platte River, a Missouri River water, to, and we get to, te- you know, just like a sommelier and, and test all uh, of them for you taste. Know, I have done that. Really? <laughs> Seriously? We had a water tasting we did. When actually when I was on city council, we went up and because we do have to consider, you know, the ability of other water sources to interact with with ours and and you know, we take it all very seriously and you I, can taste some differences. I just know sometimes you go to different towns and their water tastes weird. Yeah. Yeah, where you're used and maybe it's it's cleaner, I don't even know, but I'll just go other place. Like I'll go visit my in-laws and the water tastes different in Iowa yeah. than it does here and I get yeah. used to it. So, I want to be able to go and, you know, kind of sniff swirl it a bit. Yes. Sniff it, you know, talk I, about hints of oak, perhaps, that others aren't picking up. Yeah, you have a very sensitive palate, obviously. We want to make sure we meet your standards. Uh, on the convention center, I, I guess first, just a question for you on the convention center. I know you, you know, obviously having been in government and, and elsewhere, you probably have traveled all over the place, seen different convention centers, seen the sizes in different cities that they, they've been in. What is just, I guess, your kind of thought on the importance of, of a convention center in Lincoln, if Lincoln's ready, how much it would be utilized, uh, you know, keeping in mind, you know, the air travel that's available to Lincoln, the types of groups that might use it. What is, what is kind of your personal thought from your experience on that? Yeah. Well, I think the second largest city in the state of Nebraska needs to have a convention center. It helps support uh, folks coming into our community, spending local dollars that support local businesses. It helps put Lincoln on the map as a destination and it helps facilitate, you know, business. And so it's a it's a very important economic development tool. And uh, you know, the the process is underway in terms of consultants have been evaluating potential locations. We've got uh, the chamber and the Rotary folks and other community leaders who are helping to move the project forward. Uh, it's early stage. We there is no location identified, and we will, as a city, be very ready to lead public process for input as we move forward, but but it's getting momentum and we're excited to help facilitate and be a partner in this effort to bring a convention center to downtown Lincoln. If you do get help from the legislature, and I don't know if it'll be in the dollar amount that is, is in the bill now or, or different, how how much closer does that bring it to to happening and then and then what's the conversation like for the rest of the funding that that goes for yeah. that that's going to be needed because that's what that i think nobody i think there's not too many people are like no i don't want a convention center but they're talking about the cost of it mainly if right. they have questions right i mean i think that we you know will continue to partner with the private sector and philanthropic leaders to think through how to finance a convention center. Uh, the, the ask at the state does not cover the entire cost. So like everything in Lincoln, we'd be looking at public-private partnerships. And, and again, we as a city in this city hall would be committed to leading a really robust public engagement process so that our residents would have a role in determining what that looks like and how we would implement it into the future. 
Uh, I wanted to ask you about the uh, the the floodplain vote, uh, the regulations that were passed by the city council recently, and and I know that was kind of a council deal, but obviously you're you're, you're involved eventually in in that process as well. You had some stakeholders and 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 ones I think that are pretty well respected in Lincoln that you've had good dealings with in the past have said, hey, this let's let's talk about this some more. Let's try and do it in a way that we at least hamper development and those sorts of things. Council went through with it. There were even some council members. Um, who who said that they didn't think the process was uh, was done particularly well? I, I guess my question is is to the degree that you you thought that this was something that needed to happen and needed to happen now. Why not? Why not wait? Why not continue this process and get more of the stakeholders on the same page for this? Well. I, this is clearly a public safety issue, and if public safety is our top priority, which it is, then we needed to act. And I guess what I would want the public to know is that while it may have hit the papers and the city council chambers recently, this is something the city has been working on for years. In fact, we had legislation drafted in 2021 and paused for more engagement and input from other community leaders. And I think that at a certain point, there is an impasse. And when you know that you've got rainfall data saying that our our standards won't protect people from flooding and that we need to raise the, the heights of the way we build in our community to protect people from flooding, um, at a certain point, you, you act. But this had years of engagement, a lot of input from technical experts. And the legislation that did pass was modified two dozen ways before it actually was came to my desk and was signed. So, uh, you know, we'll continue to focus on protecting people from floods. We have many strategies in which we undertake this important public safety work, and we'll continue to engage with, with stakeholders all across our community as we do so. Um, I want to I want to keep moving on because there's a lot of things that, that I want to get to, but I, I read a little bit about this uh, rental rehab pilot program, and, and you referenced a, a affordable housing when you were talking about the legislature as well. This, I think, goes more toward improving specifically residential properties in a certain area. It, it sounds like, and maybe you can explain it a little bit more to me, but it sounds like it's it's an opportunity for the people who are who have these rental projects to just get them in in to be in better condition for people to to move in and use them. Is that essentially what it is in a, in a limited area of town? Yeah, absolutely. We have a fair amount of affordable housing stock today, but much of it is over a hundred years old. And mm. if we don't invest in improving it, making it better quality, we'll lose that. And then and then we we're going in the wrong direction. We have set a goal. My administration has set a goal of creating or rehabilitating 5,000 units of affordable housing by the year 2030. And one of the ways that we're marching towards that goal is by rehabbing existing affordable housing. And with this project, we expect that we'll be able to rehab in the first year over 130 rental units. And what's really exciting is because we've partnered with LES and Black Hills Energy and NeighborWorks and other community leaders, uh, we are looking at making improvements to these rental units that can actually make them even more affordable because they're more energy efficient, bring the utility costs down. And we've worked with landlords and renters to hear their needs. They're very aligned, and many of them are agreeing that they will keep their rents uh, affordable in perpetuity as a part of this 
condition of receiving a grant from the city. So this is a this is a win win win. So if I understand, it's kind of limited to a specific area though, near South and Everett. I don't know if that's got to do more with the fact that that's where the age of these types of homes are, or that's where the TIF financing comes from. Is is are there other areas of town that could use this? Is that a possibility at some point, or is this really only makes sense for this part of town right now? You know, we hope that this is something that could be expanded to other parts of town. We're piloting it in the uh, south of downtown area for a couple of reasons. One, we have two high-poverty census tracts right there. And the other reason being that it's over 90% rentals. So this is a really opportunity to make high impact in a high rental area. And as we work through the program and get real experience, with it, we hope that we can look to other areas of the city. And, and yes, tax increment financing is a, is a part of how we're doing it. So we would look to other areas of the community that are have demonstrated clear need for improvement. So up to 15000 per dwelling, this is, if mm-hmm. I understand it. So that's right. Could make some significant difference there. Uh, last but not least, I continue to get questions, and I only sort of have the answers on the purple streetlights, Mayor. I can't imagine the <laughs> amount of questions that you've got. on. Are these things... I mean, I, I honestly think, I think you should go the other direction. I think you should just get all color-changing lights that you can always have a variety of choices, like holidays, after big Husker wins, think of all the things you could do. But most of the other grumpy people just want to go to the old white lights. So are we are we fully getting that at some point? We are. We're on our way. And I, I know the purple is quite lovely, but it wasn't what we asked for or paid for. So we are on our way. Um, you know, we announced back in October that we had a thousand replacements still to do. And I'm really pleased to report that we've made a lot of progress. We've had 624 lights replaced since that announcement in October. And we've got crews out in the community, you know, on track to getting these remaining lights fixed in the next month or two. It's, again, a manufacturing defect. It's affecting cities all across the country. We are not alone in the in the purple haze, <laughs> but, but we're taking care of it. There are some people who hate them. There are some people who like them, though. It's weird. Yeah. It's a yeah. weirdly divisive issue, yeah. uh, one that didn't you didn't even know was going to come up on this thing. So, uh, well, we'll be we'll be back to normal eventually. Hey, uh, Mayor, out of time. I, uh, I appreciate you covering all these different topics with me, and uh, we'll check in with you again in February. Thanks so much all for your right. time today. Thanks so much, Jack. Good to be with you. Mayor Lirian Gaylor-Baird. 826, we'll take a break. Caleb's got to check sports next on KLI. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So combined with air temperatures in the 20s, we're dealing with afternoon wind chills in the teens and single digits. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's old-timers day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. Holy cow. I'm having a hard time recovering. Caleb just had the loudest sneeze I've ever heard in my life. You're a loud sneezer. Take that, NFL football stadiums. You're being that loud of a sneezer at a very young age. Holy I've, cow. I've been this way for more than a decade. Man, it was like my dad. He was just... He was just... You know a, why dad sneezed loud, right? I don't know. To scare away the predators from their children. I don't know. And and again, his... I've, I've, I've talked about this before. I always... 
I always think a snee has a, a perceptible ah and a chew to it. But well, sometimes his, yours are so baby. Well, but his were like his were like. <laughs> I mean, that, like what, I was just, like, how does that even work? How does how do you sneeze like that? Was he like try to be a dog? I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> have you ever heard anybody sneeze like that? Like no. mine has again, again two. It's like a two syllable activity here. It's ah uh, uh two, but mine is more of a war cry. I was I would hit. It was a high volume. I, 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 I feel it in the cranium. All right, uh, John Bishop joins us right now. He's, uh, I'm sure he's a loud sneezer, too. I've probably heard it before. Are you a loud sneezer? You don't, you don't even remember, do you? You used to criticize me for the exact same thing. So, Caleb, <laughs> I criticize you'll everyone. Appreciate, you'll appreciate this callback. But in the words of the late, great Jack Buck, pardon me while I stand and applaud your sneezing. Congratulations. That's how a man sneezes. Exactly. But I, I apparently have repeated. The, Jack sneezes like a cat. It's just. I, I no, right? I just cycle through people in my life. It was my dad first, and then it was Bishop, and then it was Caleb. And you got to get it out, man. It's not about it, it, and like our old boss Andy. Oh my gosh, he would like try to somehow internally sneeze so that nothing ever escaped, oh. and I thought his head was going to explode. I mean, that's uncomfortable. No, I want to feel my soul <laughs> leave my body. Yes, it needs to. It needs the the, the poison needs to escape. You got to get it out. I just keep control. I just have self control. I guess is how I do mine. My cat sneezes more aggressively. No, I want to make myself sneeze so I can prove to you that it doesn't sound like that. I'm pinching the top of my nose. Anybody have any pepper? Uh, I don't know what it is too. And I've been in a sneezing mode lately. I, I have probably three or four good ones every day now. I don't know what it is. I mean, I thought it was like frozen outside and there was no like, you know, toxins in the yeah. air or anything, but apparently there are. My daughter does ask if I'm okay after I sneeze. That, that's good. She, Did he okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, baby. It's okay. Uh, I don't know. I have I'm, a friend who, when he sneezes, it always ends with a word and it's a word I can't say here. <laughs> okay. Now I'm now I'm trying to figure out what that would be. Judas huh. Priest. <laughs> well, I mean George Carlin mentioned that. So, okay. so we got one in seven oh, chance. Oh. I don't know. I I don't know if I've got a sneezing, but I have a the, the, God, this time of year. God, I've got a cold that's just sat with me for uh, three weeks now. It feels. But like, you can't sneeze. I've, I mean, I've sneezed a little, but I can't get myself to right now. But I've oh, been... you sneezed a little, all right. See if you get the if you just get it out. That's a problem. I've yes. held the cold in me by not sneezing yes. more aggressively. You're like doling it. You're like doling it out like uh, like Matt Damon in The Martian. You know, he's just take, taking his little food and he's cutting it up into little tiny pieces to make it last. You got to get it all out, man. You know, I told my uh, uh, my family the other day. They this was a while back, but they're like. Dad, do you realize you never say, like, bless you or gesundheit if anybody sneezes? And I don't. I don't think I've ever done that in my life. I think that is, uh, that's some kind of, uh, Wiccan superstition type stuff that I don't need to do. I don't do that. So I don't, even if it's polite, I don't do that. So just so people know, it's not me being mean to them. I'm not going to bless you when you sneeze because. Yeah, I'm like 20%, maybe. Nah, probably 10%. Yeah, I don't. But I, but then I'm around people who are, who do it all the time. And so. I never understood where 
where all that came from. We we went to, I remember when I had a law school class, and there was a guy who, who sneezed a lot. We had a bad combo. We had a guy who sneezed a lot, and then we had a girl who was very uh, a very aggressive, bless you person. And so, like, the professor would be up at the front lecturing, right? And, and like, multiple times a class, she was like, bless you, out loud. And I'm like, really? Do we, he doesn't need to be blessed, okay? <laughs> and, and, uh, just Maybe just a blanket blessing for the year. Could we do that or something maybe, like that? Just you know, maybe it should them. just be, like, a pre-blessing, like, at the beginning. Maybe yes. treat it like a mass or something. Or get her one of those, like, like she's, she's at an auction, and she's got the bidder's card and the, with the number. Just have that say, bless you, so she good. can just hold that up. She would say it out loud in, like, an outdoor voice every time, and it was so awkward. It's like, how do you feel? that how do you feel that strongly about saying that to people but <laughs> nonetheless uh all right hey i wanted to, i wanted to ask you what you thought um as we continue to see has anybody checked ed foley's twitter today is he uh is no, i think he, it was no, at battle creek today battle creek today oh my gosh this is getting almost this is uh, is crazy. He is covered. For those who don't know. Yes. And out, so at 6.54 this morning, he tweeted that he was outside the Battle Creek Athletics facility, just outside their football field. Caleb, are you going to be upset if he doesn't make a Loop City stop at this point? I would be. I mean, he's hit everywhere else, right? He really has. For those who don't know, Nebraska's new special teams coordinator has been for, it feels like a month, but it's been several days. Uh, tweeting out his appearances at like high schools all over the state of various sizes, all the way west to east. I mean, um, just he's been everywhere. And you've got high school coach after high school coach who have been saying to this, "Wow, this is the first time we've ever had someone just like come in and and check on us." And very excited about the whole thing. Now he did tweet out this one would have been a couple of days ago. Pictures of Carney High, Carney Catholic, and Wood River, and captioned it with "Home of Heinrich Harburg and many other N legends." <laughs> Wood River, which is odd when can, you consider who came from Wood River. Can yes. you think of any other N legends yeah. that might fit one of those schools? Uh, I, I, no. I know you should have mentioned Matt Masker. That's sad. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he just didn't want to mention Brett Maher by name. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a little, little, little rough. Like, I'm just curious, like, what you make of the, like, what you make of this? How important? I mean, I get there's some definitely some PR value to this. I think generally, I I don't know how important it is to get the PR value out of it, but what do you make of the fact that this has become a priority and and just kind of a, um, a, a something that's that's making a lot of news and a lot of people are following and they're being very public about this whole thing? Well. Uh... This is this this is a very conscious effort, um, and and dare I say, the, uh, if there was any new coaching staff that had come in and probably would have gotten the blessing from the fan base to hold out a stiff arm and say, "Hey, we got a we got a lot of work to do here, and you know we're just gonna huddle up here and." try to do our best, I think the fan base probably would have forgiven them, right? Versus maybe some other coaching staffs who are like, well, you know, they're not doing enough in the state of Nebraska, et cetera, et cetera. But because things had fallen so far and and certainly the last hire, which was supposed to be the hire, didn't work out, you would understand why people would be like, hey, man, just give this dude whatever he wants and just let him do his thing, man. We just need something to happen. But the fact that these guys 
And I think this is a very conscious effort. And I don't know if it was discovered in the interview process or the, the, the conversation process between Rule and Trev, um, or it was something that Matt Rule picked up on in his own, you know, research into Nebraska. But it is very obvious to me that these guys realize that this has been a state, and I've said this many times, there is not a fan base in America in major sports, major sports, pro, major college sports, that I think is more taken advantage of than the Nebraska football fan base. When you look at the investment they put in, both monetarily, physically, emotionally, spiritually, if you will, and the return on investment that they've been getting. Most other fan bases would have said, I'm out of here, right? Mm-hmm. You would, you would have huge empty pockets in the stadium by this point. Um, the, the, the interest would be waning. And yet the opposite for the most part has been true. And so I think that, you know, Matt Rule is trying to set a, he's trying to set an overall message. Sure. He's also looking at the state of Nebraska when you look at his career. You know, he's a developer, right? And, you know, there's no better development projects than than the athletes that come from your own backyard. So, obviously, there's a strategic uh, football element to this. But I also think that there is an emotional element to this as well, and that is to tell the entire state, you guys matter, you're our most important asset, and and we're going to go over and above to make sure that you feel welcome here. Because and it's coming from a group of guys for the none of them have Nebraska ties. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's probably the most Im- impressive thing. So, yes, this is a very conscious effort. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's it's coming from a place of pandering or anything like that. I do. I, I really think that, you know, that was one of the first things that Matt Rule wanted to establish was, hey, we've got to not only lock down the state, and when we've talked about locking down the state, it's been like locking down Omaha, right? Because of all the great athletes that have come out of Omaha that have not come to Nebraska. But he's incorporated everybody, right? And it's like, we got to lock down this state. We got to make sure this state is all together as one. Um, and, and we're going to, we're going to go, you know, above and beyond to do what we have to do to make sure that that's happened. So I, I've been very impressed by it. And, it's- and, and, and it's, and it's refreshing for a fan base again that I feel that has been taken advantage of to a very high degree. Yeah. Just like the, com- like the completeness of the effort is just still, and like, like, you know, why do you need, uh, why do you need to go to Nebraska City Lords or to, you know, or, or Lincoln Christian and Lincoln Lutheran or, or, or Johnson Brock or someplace out in like places that, Coaches, I mean, coaches probably aren't good. Like, I wonder what the, the uh, other than the obvious PR part that you're talking about, I wonder how that that pays dividends. Like, I like it. It feels good. I love that he's doing it. But I do wonder what the, if there is a football reason that I'm not seeing um, behind all of that. Like, I get it. You're going to Bellevue West. You're making, right, and you're making uh, relationships there. And you're going to Lincoln Southeast, and you're you're doing that. But but some of those places that typically just haven't produced, I, I guess you want to be there if they do, right? Well, you want to make sure that you want to make sure that people don't feel like they're t- being taken taken for granted, right? Yeah. Sure. Are you going to pull in a a five star athlete from Battle Creek? Yeah, once in uh, 150 years, maybe. Um, but but I think it's it's important, even if 
you're not necessarily going to be recruiting those schools because, I mean, let, let's face it, Matt Rule, they're doing a lot of business down in, in Texas right now. And and so they're going to spread their wings as as any good coaching staff should because that's where the talent is. But you also want to make sure that everybody understands that, hey, listen, we're out here, we're looking, we're watching, and we know if you're good enough, you're going to get a chance. And, and so it it may not be one of those things where, you know, it's paying dividends today, but it could pay dividends in five or six years. Who knows who you've brushed up against in Grand Island or in Aurora or in Battle Creek or in Stanton that, you know, five years from now isn't the next big thing from the state of Nebraska. And by, by, by sowing the seeds of just saying, hey, we're here, we know you, we, we're appreciating you, we're getting to know you, that it may pay off down the road. And I think, I think it will, but it's also, again, I think there is just a greater purpose of, you know, just trying to ingratiate, you know, everybody in, because I mean, what have you been saying for the longest time about, you know, building a wall and us versus the world and how us versus the world has been the program versus everyone outside the program where the real us versus the world should be us, all of us, who wear red on Saturdays, Yes, that's the us versus the world. That. And that's what these guys are trying to do. So I think it's very important, so do even if it doesn't that. yield an immediate football dividend in 2023. That's true. I, yeah, I, I I do love that. I like, And I listen, yeah, I like it. There's something that feels good about new guys who are really interested in, in the state. They're, yeah, they're, and, it's, and it's just... And who act like they're enjoying... And Foley enjoy, might be a guy who just is like, Hey, I've never been here before. I want to learn more about this place. A natural curiosity of what am I getting myself into? And, yeah. and, it, and I think, it, I think it just helps understand, you know, the nature of the job that you're trying to do. I, um, Kev, I'm curious, just your perspective on, on some of this having gone, you know, um, did, were, were, uh, Husker football coaches showing up at, at Loop City? No. Uh, no. No, no not just, exactly. I mean, I honestly well, didn't know the not, answer. Not to just that. football coaches, but I mean, it was a C2 borderline D1 school. You weren't putting out, a lot of right, call, but these call, are the places he's visiting. No, no, no. I know, yeah. but in, in that, and to me, that's a good thing because I was somebody who ended up being a Division One athlete. My sister was a Division One athlete. We saw um, there was a, a jumper from my school came and did track and field here at the University of Nebraska. We had someone walk on Matt Jarzinka, who you remember ended up getting a sack in one yes. of the games. Um, walked on and came to Nebraska. Those are the like you have some of those from a small school. It's not going to be once a year it's not going to be even maybe once every five years but if you get someone that can come in and contribute to the to your program that's a big deal i was doing track and field and they just happened to be watching somebody else at a bigger meet that i was at but they weren't coming to loop city Mm -hmm. to watch me um so just to see them visiting all of these places and taking the time i really hope that matt rule when he gets to the 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 start of spring ball is going to walk up to to the microphone and say we have visited every single high school in the state of nebraska because this is ours Mm -hmm. this is our state people aren't going you're not going to see as many of the really good football players leave the state because we are here and, and it's ours and when you see coaches and administrators say, this is the first coach at all to even introduce themselves to us, let alone visit the school, that's a big deal. And I think, like like uh, like JB is saying here, you have to visit those schools in case someone in two years or five years or ten years has an athlete come through that is going to help your program. Yeah, Those relationships are a big deal, and those relationships just haven't existed. Yeah, especially now that they're using fullbacks. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> now, now, now you can and go I out think and get to Caleb's those... point, you know, too. Remember, these guys are really big into 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 athletes, people who participate That's in true. track. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's also maybe a little bit of a little bit of, you know, just saying, hey, we're just here to see you. But, you know, if they see someone who's got some great natural ability, hey, have you ever tried football before? Hey, yeah, right? Matt Rule was here when Caleb was in high school. They probably were trying to make him a quarterback. They're like, this guy can throw a spear. Uh, you ought to be throwing a football. Here's the thing. By the by, the time I was a junior and senior, yes, I was a thrower in track, but I was also on the cross country team. Yeah, and then playing baseball in the summer and basketball in the winter. So they, I don't know that they would have made me a quarterback. You never know. You could have. Uh, you could have unseated Joe Gans or something. No, they probably would have brought me in specifically to hold for extra points, just in case something went wrong. And they say, I don't know, go be athletic. <laughs> specifically, Maybe. that role. Maybe. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, oh God, it's too long for me to get into it. I'll save my next. I was going to ask a Nebraska basketball question. By the way, it's, let me let me throw out something ahead. real quick here. It's Ed Foley, I just looked at it. I don't know yeah. how he's paying attention. He has nine thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight tweets. So he's twelve tweets away from ten thousand. Is he going to recognize who? Which high school is he going to recognize with ten thousand? They had to give away a season ticket package. That'll that. be Loop City. Yeah, maybe that's that, what that'll he's, be Loop City. He's hey, still haven't been to Fremont yet. Where's my? Yeah, Fremont I haven't mug? seen Fremont. I've seen all. I think I've seen all the Lincoln schools. I've seen, I went to Lincoln Christian and Lincoln Lutheran the other day. That's actually yeah. the second. It was interesting. Like Lincoln Lutheran. They've had two. They had him visit, and then a few weeks ago they had another. I can't remember another one of the coaches. Yeah. visit in in Lincoln Lutheran too. Um, so that's yeah. It's it's just interesting to see the strategy. It's just nice that the coaches know thing. these schools exist. I, I yes, I, yeah. I'll tell you this, John, and, and maybe a, every first honeymoon period with coaches feels this way, but I am not getting the sense that one of the things that I seem to get annoyed with with a number of Nebraska coaches acting like every day is the worst day of their life, it doesn't seem like you're going to get that here. Now, I guess if things go sour, maybe that all changes, but I'm very excited about just that because that to me has been a weird thing that's hung around some of the coaches have been here recently. Honestly, as a native Nebraskan who's lived here my entire life, I'm kind of jealous. I've, I've seen a lot of our state. There's a lot of places I haven't seen, and I think it, it, it. I think it would help, especially in a state that is so, so different from one side to the other. You know, we're stuck here in our Omaha Lincoln bubble, and we don't appreciate. I think you know the greater state at large, and and these guys are getting a chance to do that and understanding. In a way, I'm jealous. I wish I could do what these guys are doing. Because I think there's a lot to learn about just how different our state is uh, from one side to the other. Yeah. Uh, well, that's LNK my... today on Sportsmanlike Conduct uh, Rural Tour. Well, that's the thing. I'd Can't... love it. I seriously would love to do that. Well, just if there were anything else to teach Josh that Western Nebraska isn't, you know, Gretna. Maybe and mine is mostly need... to teach Jack what else exists west of the Haymarket. Yeah, we've been, we've been, <laughs> we've actually been planning and discussing this for summer 2023. <laughs> so if you guys want to glom onto it, it might make it even better. Uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. So I mean, we, we may not get a chance to do our RV regionals. I mean, fingers crossed we can, but yeah. if we can't, let's just use the RV and let's take, and head take west. it out. Five days, five stops uh, around the state. Uh, I'm going to milk a cow. I'm going to go to a rodeo, right? I'm going to, I don't know what, what we else. We can probably find you a hatchery. Drive a pickup. I'm not sure what else. Drive uh, a pickup. <laughs> you know, you can drive that here. Many people drive pickups here, too. 
Yeah, uh, but this will have actually seen a dirt road. That's true. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll keep that in the planning phases and think about that for uh, July 2023. Then. All right, thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you. Uh, you talk got, to you next week. You bet. And remember to sneeze like a man. Like a man. <laughs> there should be a perceptible ah and a chew. I insist. All right, it's safety six. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, just got this from the KLIN newsroom. Tom Stanton reporting all streets are open near Northwest 8th, West Cornusker, and West Saunders. LPD now on scene as part of an active investigation involving suspicious containers suspected to be explosives. But all streets open near Northwest 8th, West Cornusker, and West Saunders. We'll have more on that throughout the course of the day. Tomorrow on the show ticket Thursday, Generation Collaboration. We're going to get after it this week. It's time for the boomers, the X's, the Y's, and the Z's to battle, get some bragging rights, and we're giving away Journey and Toto tickets, multiple sets of tickets. So be listening for that cue to call tomorrow. We will see you then. 9 o'clock, KLM Lincoln.